Ship's Log, Entry 10-28 Tully's monsters returned from their last mission with both good and bad news. The good news? They recovered a tracking signature from the Dyson Sphere of Elderbrain Dracus, which can be traced back to the Beholder Terrorist Yausch. The bad news? The revanchist mind flayers are manufacturing sadomasochistic cyborgs based on torture data sourced from the Velvet Fox's initiative. This is a public relations crisis for the Lickums Corporation. Captain Slack Dumiel has taken the first steps to containing this looming threat to our corporate brand. Buford Gubbins, who inflicted the torture on a severed head preserved in stasis, has been stripped of his most dangerous inventions and is now under direct surveillance at all times. On a related note, Illithid fairy Wendy McDonald is conspiring with her fellow deserter to undertake some sort of mission involving the classified berry project. This will require ongoing observation. The Ardling pilot Max Ina has gone missing. The Fox operative disappeared while interfacing with the Formuth Cube, which then began cajoling crew members to enter into a partnership with it. All signs point to this technology acting as an enemy infiltrator on the hunt for a new victim. The ship mechanic, Cami Ray, joined Tully's monsters to unravel the mystery of the Formith as the away team rushed back to the newly repaired satellite. Dracus, Formith, Yausch. Our enemies multiply. I did some maths, and we should finish recording this arc, which is like my my last arc, you know, do, doing DMing stuff, uh, as far as best as best we know. I sh we should finish recording it the day before the Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom comes out, which means that like, okay, that's good for me because like I would not be doing any proper episode planning once <laughs> that game is out. Like I know myself, qu quality of the, the amount of planning I do would would nosedive beyond that point. It would it would all have suspicious ties to. <laughs> yeah, there's uh there's a new illithid in town. His name is Lonk. Um, yeah, he's we green. Gotta, we gotta go. We gotta go help him defeat his. His evil nemesis, Germandorf. Uh, the Danengorf. Danengorf. Da like... Damengorf. Now that would be if I was playing Ganondorf. <laughs> Dan Dan Mangorf. Uh, that's a, that's. You should just make that your new name. Just Dan Mangorf is a pretty good uh, pseudonym. Hi, for... I'm Dan Mangorf, attorney at law. <laughs> I, I specialize in uh, workplace accidents. Mangorf and Mangorf is the my new uh, favorite uh, uh, personal injury lawyers. Not. Lawyers I go to when I get injured, but lawyers I hire to injure other people, you know? So we we we've we got we got stuff happening. Um Ma Max Max is missing. Uh the captain has given the, the away team with substitute member Cammy uh the green light to go find out, hey, what the heck happened to one of our crew members who who just vanished off of the ship completely undetected? You have free reign to, to 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 get going with your mission. And on top of all that, we have a we have a cube that's really horny to make a deal with someone else, but now it's in a Faraday cage, so you know. Yes. 
So, do you want a refresher on sort of what you were talking about toward the end of last episode, or do you remember what you were doing? Uh, I believe the current plan was that it's giving out like an SOS signal, and I think we were going to go to the big satellite array and try to figure out if anything seems to be like pinging back in response to it. We have to stop calling it a satellite array. That's a that describes a bunch of dishes on the ground. We're talking about a satellite in space, right? You are talking about a bunch of satellites in space, but also, Austin, colloquial use of language. We've had this argument before. If if you say a thing and a person understands what you mean, that's fine. Well, hold, hold on a second. Language is hold, valuable. Hold on a moment. A satellite array is a is a row of satellites on the ground. You know what the ground is in? Space. Wait, 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 wait. I'm looking at an article on space.com <laughs> that discusses a record-breaking communication ar array just unfurled in space. So they call it an array even though it's in space, and this is literally space.com. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a corresponding source from space.gov. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go to space.net here real quick yeah. to see what we get here. Um, the space.net actually load to anything, actually. Oh, it uh, does. Na NASA.gov NASA talks about the Deep Space Network, which is a, an array of radio antennas they use for interplanetary spa spacecraft. <laughs> it's in space. Really, we need to just go back to caveman grunts. And then, you know, we're, we're, all, we're all better off that way. Now, and that's interesting because it refers to the array as being a property. It's the satellite possessive array. So, it's the same that satellites get... Mm. Well, but anyways. Look, you know what I mean when I say array. Anyway, yeah, you're all going and heading to the satellites that are in space and not on the ground. Uh, do you have anything you want to do before you head off there? Or are you just, like, grabbing your Faraday cage cube and heading out? Well, I think there, there, we are like just the the trip there is gonna take a hot minute. Maybe this is the moment where because we ha we have to like sit down where the party realizes Buford straight up cut off his left arm in the middle of that last episode and replaced it. Uh, he's like he's probably not even finished painting it and engraving the Tully Monster logo on it, so it's just like unpainted silver. Yeah, you you didn't address this, but I guess Max being missing was a bit of a pressing issue when you first showed up. So you have two metal arms now? Yep, I, he's only got one leg left. <laughs> I mean, he's got, like, part part of his torso, you know, he's got a head. Commit to the bit or not. <laughs> what are you, what's yeah. the leg for? Who are you, try, who are you <laughs> trying to impress? Well, he, he, was, he had a limited amount of time here. Hey, look, sometimes you want to feel the the feeling of like grass between your toes. Like it's good to have like a little a, a bit you can still do that with. <laughs> All right, you know what? Turn turn the ship back around. We're cutting off the last leg first. Sorry, we're already on our way. You'll have to deal with your own mutilation problems at a later time, Buford. Wendy, where's your cloak? The captain took it because you're you made cyber perverts. I think Buford like fucking rubs his temples at that and goes, so we're getting handicapped on this too. That's great. I can't make another one of those. What, what was it even made out of? Why was it like that? All right. So it was made out of cat hair, but not exactly. <laughs> A special cat, I assume. Uh, Bridget and I were working on her third, uh, her um, seventh grade science project 
and her cat, Dr. Sneakers, fell into the quantum computer we were building. <laughs> Dan's going to say stuff, Laura. He's just going to keep going until you stop him. Eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Austin, Austin, I hope that nothing Dan says now conflicts with anything you had planned. <laughs> so, so, after that, you'd look away from him for a moment, and he'd be a tabby, then he'd be a Maine Coon, then he'd be dead, then he'd be a dog. Did they did Dr. Sneakers wear sneakers or is that you just call them Dr. <laughs> sneakers because it was Bridget's cat. I didn't name him. Okay, so you never asked her why she named the cat Dr. Sneakers? She was 5. <laughs> but anyway, <sighs> I shaved the cat after uh one of its uh, grooming sessions cuz you know, it's kind of weird. The fur kept changing afterwards. Eventually, I figured I'd find a use for it, so I just kept it with me. I keep a lot of weird stuff if I ever think it might come in handy. That's why I had a decapitated head on the ship. Cammy, you didn't hear that. Uh, anyway, eventually I came up with that idea. Major cloak. I don't got any more cat hair. Got any more decapitated heads that I don't know about? <laughs> well, maybe soon. We'll, we'll see what happens when we get here. Uh, yeah, so as you arrive, these... Uh... I keep wanting to say satellite array. The series of sat the space cluster of satellites. Austin, are you happy? I'm getting uh, increasingly unhappy. I would say. <laughs> well, well, you know that, that's on you, Austin. Um, um, you you get to the satellites. They the construction has been completed at this point. Uh, last time you saw them, they were sort of still being uh, assembled. Uh, if you want to go and use the sort of computer terminal on this to have a bit of a, a research and see what you can find that matches the uh, the signal, feel free. Uh, I'm going to need investigation checks from everyone. All right. Oakley dokley. That'd be a 15 for Cammy. Seven. I rolled it. It's not coming through. Oh, 13. Um, so... Uh, what are you specifically searching for? Uh, just, just to be clear, what is what is it you're you're hoping to find? Uh, I think that we're basically looking for like ping echoes, effectively, for the SOS that's being sent. Up. Yeah, it's a little difficult to ping for uh, a specific response initially because SOS is fairly generic, and what you're trying to do here is find something that seems like a response, but also is similarly magical. Mm -hmm. Um, eventually you start picking up on some, some magic Morse code, uh, from a couple of locations, uh, pinging what appears to be the letter R followed by a number. Uh, you can spot a couple of them. There is one that is R1, there is one that is pinging R2, and there's one that is pinging R3. Um... Can we use the, uh, so that, that would, might mean that we're R4. Uh, can we, using, like, the time it takes to, like, the in-between pings figure out how far away these are? Uh, you, you can get a general feel, um, without knowing exactly how this, you know, th this magic works. You, I, I don't think you can get, like, an accurate it's this many meters away. Um, mm -hmm. R1, if you keep an eye on it, uh, seems to be getting 
closer to here. Um, R2 uh, stops while you're watching it. it. It at some point just ceases to happen. And R3 uh, seems to be doing its own thing. Uh, like, it wouldn't be too far to go investigate it, but it doesn't seem to be, like, particularly coming towards you or getting further away. Are these uh, these R's, these magical R's, uh, near anything interesting? Like, are they in the direction of anything of, of note? Like, uh, uh, like something in the fleet of planets, um, anything like that? Yeah, um, uh, I'm gonna need some kind of role. I think, like, history, if I can get a history role okay, from everyone, mm. to know what is about uh, in space that this might be near. <laughs> oh, no. Six. Uh, I'm rolling, like, such 13. dog shit. Wendy's just walking around, blowing uh, in all the drives and the USB ports like they're in 64s. Oh sweet. Nice nice <laughs> nice. She doesn't know. Yeah, no, from fr from here, um as a general party, I think you're just like, I don't know, it's out in space. Um Buford specifically with a botch. Um You're concerned that one of them might be near the Rezubian. You're not sure, but like maybe that's the maybe that's where we came from, is the Rezubian that way? Oh, he just has no sense of... This is why he doesn't have uh, a pilot proficiency. He never learned how to drive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. It's like... Um, oh, he, he really is me. I, <laughs> I never learned, like, fucking how to, uh, to memorize, like, routes to places. I just go, okay, I remember that tree. I literally know when it's my turn to go to work because I see a Chick-fil-A sign. <laughs> like, like, Buford never learned how to do a J-turn with a, with a truck, you know? Uh, I mean, why would you want to do that? I'm not sure, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Buford will definitely be like, uh, I think this is near the fucking Resubian. Really? Really? Oh, jeez, I was thinking about that. Uh, is there a way we can contact them about that? I don't know. I'm just trying to think of which one of these we should investigate first then. Um, hmm. Um... So I will. I'm, I'm also going to give you something else, which I think that like, I I think that just by like paying attention to these signals, this this would probably you'd probably pick up on this. There seems to be another SOS signal near R three. Okay, uh, so I guess to summarize, we have one of them disappeared. Uh, R R two disappeared. R one is coming at us, but is not the closest. And R3 is, or something near R3 is throwing out an SOS. Yes. <sighs> okay. Um, and Cammy looks at those, the options like, well, if you gotta ask me, even if one of them is near the Resubian, I think that this one might be the best lead for us as she taps over on where R3 is. Yeah, I mean, our one's coming towards us. The other one disappeared. No idea where the fuck that went. Um, if they're coming at us, might as well lead them away from everything here. All right. <sighs> okay, well, um, unless we are getting any other weird messages or pings from Formith here, we might as well get moving. You okay there, Wendy? 
Yeah, I'm just looking at the solar arrays on the satellite. They're the the wing looking things that. Oh, those have to be on the ground to be a solar array. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that describes the panels that uh, that absorb sunlight. Those are called arrays. Wendy, you're being surprisingly pedantic about this topic. Well, uh, you you look up you look you look up at the bundle of satellites in space you're near, and there is a panel of solar panels collecting light at the top of it. You keep talking about R two D two. I don't know what that is. That's a different universe. So, <laughs> all right, all right. Well, okay. Well, I I, I I'm I'm gonna go get back into Tully and. Uh, we can get moving then. I'm not going to be as fast as Max is probably, but, you know, I've flown it enough to get used to it at least. Are you better at fighting than Max? We all we all, we both had to go through combat training in our own way. Um, my I ended up being relegated over to the R&D space where most of my work was in, uh, well, weapons development. That's, that's why I got the uh, skills to make uh, Max's uh, gun and, well, this here. She pulls out her, what looks to be like a revolver, gives it a little spin, and then with a thumb flicks the uh, the chamber to spin a bit in it. Now Max had a bad habit of shooting me. Is this gonna be? Is this gonna be a problem? I don't know. I mean, you are a big target there, Buford. So as long as you're not in the way, you should be fine. Uh. Yeah. So with the uh the the information you were able to get with the a little above average but about average rolls. Uh, are you heading towards the uh, the the SOS and R three that seem to be near each other? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, it takes you a little while to uh make your sort of progress in that direction. Uh, it does become apparent that you're not heading towards the Resubian, thankfully. Um, but you come across a uh, planet eventually that seems to be the source of both of these signals. Um, uh, what kind of role do I want to get to see if you know much about this place? Um, yeah, nature's where I'm leaning. G give me a nature roll. Alright. Fifteen. Wow, that can be with a nine. Six. <laughs> Wendy, <laughs> Wendy's picking her nose with her uh, weapon. Okay, you don't know this planet specifically, uh, but Buford is able to make like the the fairly base level assumption from looking at this planet above is like, okay, this is not a particularly like technologically developed planet. Uh, this is a planet that seems to be like large, largely agricultural. There seems to be a lot of like farming fields and stuff like that going on. Okay, um. I'm I'm gonna pull up the Tully Monster sensory array, and what I want to know is: Are we about to go into like one of those uh, Star Trek episodes where we cr end up stuck on a planet that's like in the medieval era? Uh, I want to see if like, hey, are they like they got like space communications going on, or is this like the weird uh, Robin Hood episode of Star Trek? I'm I'm not gonna make you do a do a roll for this. They do have like messages going in and out of the planet. It's not like they can't communicate with space. This isn't, oops, you've broken the Prime Directive and gone down to a planet that like doesn't know that there's aliens yet or anything. Just a planet that does a lot of farming, it seems. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Oh, more more time for crop circles. Sweet. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess we should home in on the the, the SOS then. Well, that that was going to be my question: Is are you homing in on the SOS, or are you homing in on the uh, the R signal? Oh, since we're closer now, can we tell if they're like in the same area? Are they moving towards each other? Is one of them moving away from the other one? Uh, yeah. I think now that you are closer to the planet, um, they're not like super close to each other yet, but one of them is definitely like tracking closer to the other. Like this R signal is getting getting closer to the SOS. Like it it seems like it knows where that signal's coming from. I think we should try to beat it to the SOS. To the SOS. Yep. Okay, so you're heading for the SOS and trying to get there first. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, I am not going to make you do a roll to get there first. I think that this this thing is not moving at spaceship pace. Um, as you get towards where the signal is, I want to get a perception roll from the group. I finally have training in this because of my mistake being corrected. Hooray! And I'm going to use a uh, flash of uh, genius on this to turn that into a 16. Okay. 11, 16, and 17. Um, you, as a group, are approaching where this SOS signal is coming from. And as you look down from the ship uh, as you approach, you see... Uh... uh a turtle-looking man. Uh, this is a turtle. Uh, they're, they're basically humanoid turtle people. Um, heading towards a formith cube. Uh, okay, I think we want to prevent this guy from getting a... Uh... Ooh, wait, hold on. Uh, can we just, like, fly by and scoop up the cube with the Tully Monster's claw? I mean, you can sure try. Um, uh, I feel like this Gosh. needs to be a role from Cammy as being the pilot, correct? Yep, yep. Um, I guess the flavor here is like, I, I feel like this has to be like a dexterity role. Yeah. Um, sure, just straight dexterity yeah, is fine. Yeah, give me a straight dexterity to see how you do. That's a 21 from Cammy there. Uh, yeah, with a with a twenty one, you are able to uh, fl fly down to the surface uh, and sort of do a low pass. Uh, grab this cube with uh, the the claw on the Tully monster and pull up, such that you don't like absolutely decimate this turtle that was heading for the uh, for the cube. Um, and sort of start to pu uh, start to pull up. Uh, are you gonna land and? interact with this turtle, or are you just gonna take the cube and be like, yeah, we got it now. More cubes! <laughs> well, question. Is the turtle the source of the R3 signal, or is there something else that's the source of the no, R3 the signal? No, the R3 signal's coming from somewhere else. It's on its way still. Hmm. Well, I think securing the cube, landing, and then just sort of kind of staying nearby until we see where the R3 signal is coming from and what it is, I think is prudent. Would you all agree, folks? Everyone else? I mean, how much fine control do we have over the claw? Because I'm picturing trying to pick something up off the ground 
and it's like, oh, you'd need to like scoop it up like a whole section of earth or something, uh, unless you're like stopping and doing it like a claw machine. I don't know. Also, how do you keep from crushing it? Are we trying to crush it? I feel like we should well, try to crush it. I mean, I'm. I, I listen. I well. One, Cammy just did the entertainment gauntlet with Max. They definitely had to do at least a few claw machines during <laughs> that. So she's had practice on that front. Um, but Cammy will propose. I, I, I want us to at least compare it to the one that Max had and see if they look the same and how would they interact if they're not touching, but near each other. Are they going to be like those things where you put two computers with like AI chatbots and aim them at each other and they just talk endlessly? Are they going to ask to, you know, petition each other for uh, servitude or something? I don't know. I just want to see what's going on there while we wait for this R3 signal to show up. Okay, well, I'm going to sit on the crush button. You go out there and you play with your cubes. And if they start acting up, I'm going to crush this one. All right. Well, Buford, okay, we can step out. Uh, if something else requires crushing, though, Wendy, uh, just be ready to fly on out, okay? You're not my mom. Do, do you have a mom? It's a it's a mom-dad situation. Brains are... It's a brain. Is it like the left brain is the mom and the right brain is the dad? Or That's actually really fucked up of you to ask. <laughs> I'm, gonna... oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're ha- really, Buford, we're going to have to sit, have you go through sensitivity training or something, you know? Oh, boy. Uh, so we, uh, am I understanding right? You're getting out to inspect this, this other cube. Yeah, I, I think the plan is to, uh, Cammy and Buford hop out, and Wendy stays on the ship to press press the crush button. Okay. Um, you sort of, you sort of land down nearby, and uh, while you're doing your inspection of the cube, just. In, just on your periphery, be aware there's a turtle making their way over. Um, uh, Cammy will wave at them as they approach, you know, and and be a little cheerful about it, you know. Um, just be. They sort of give you a wave back, but also like they, they look like they're too busy, too busy for friendliness right now. Um, but yeah, if you uh, give me an arcana roll to see if you notice anything different about this cube. I'll cast guidance on myself to cube, to arcana like no person has ever arcaded before. Uh, okay, that's a 23 and I think a botch, so. Cammy, Cammy botched. She rolled a 10, but she Roll botched. So okay, that's so we, a... Got a, we got a botch and a 23 here. It's actually a 27. <laughs> a botch and a 27. Um, oh, how do I, how do I balance this? Um, so look, I, I want to give you something for the 27 first, which is, this is suspiciously identical to the other cube. Like, not, you do a lot of mechanical stuff, Buford. Like, this thing seems like to the millimeter identical. Um, like, like, this is like assembly line level. There are there are no differences at all. Like, it it is it is. If you didn't have the Faraday cage with you, you you'd go. That's the cube we just took off the ship. I have the worst idea for what to do for the box. Uh, I mean, my 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 gut was gonna say, Cammy, 
you jump to the assumption that Formith got out of the Faraday cage. Uh, I was going to say something close to that, like something basically in, in examining it, like somehow a, a, a fantastic bobbling of the four myths causes the one to fall the Faraday cage. The two of them kind of fall near each other and we can't tell which one is the one that we brought kind of energy there. Like, oh no, which one's the real uh, four myth <laughs> trademark? You yeah. know, <laughs> I, I don't think you've actually dropped one, but I think Cammy is, uh, does have a moment of, I, that's the four myth got out of the box. Like, wait, wait, uh, and like, like she's she's definitely quite distracted and spending more time looking between the one of the claw and the one in the box. Just almost like as soon as she looks away from one, it's almost like she's forgetting that the other one is there for a moment. <laughs> oh, no, she, she has no object permeance. Temporarily, at least for the moment, for sure. Yeah, um, I I don't know if this is something that the ship's sensors would be able to tell. Um. <sighs> Would would I be able to tell if this is literally like the same cube, like a carbon dating type situation? Like, mm. is it like are these are these cubes from different timelines all coming together or something? Do Do you have like a sense of how you would test for that? Like, what what is it you're trying to go like that you think would be identifiable enough to 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 work that out? Um, it's like. Uh, well, one idea would be like, depending on what materials they're made out of. I mean, the problem is that, like, right, you, when you talk about radiometric dating, right, it depends on the type of material, and if it, and if you know what type of material it is, you're able to then have draw conclusions based on some sort of decay going on in there. Yeah, what the smart guy said. Okay. I okay, I I like where your head is at, but I think with the botch from Cami. On the Arcana, I don't think I can give that to you. Oh, I we st I, here's what happens: we start to try to do the test to to confirm which one, uh, like if they're identical, and Cami gets confused and cannot tell which cube is which, and just completely botches. Yeah. Look, e the either either these are the same cube from different points in time, or Cami looked at the same set of data twice because confusion over which cube was which. It's yeah. tough to tell. Is this cube talking? Um, it's not talking to either of you. But You're, yeah, the, this is the where it was going next. Yeah, I was gonna say as as uh, the turtle gets uh, gets closer, uh, the turtle sort of sort of shouts, "Hey, hey, I need that!" Uh, and the cube uh, responds, "Indeed, we must fight off the invader together." I'll help. You're gonna be the hero. Hey, uh, no, the the cube is gonna eat your soul. Uh, the turtle seems not not unconcerned with what you're saying, but also desperate enough to ignore you, uh, and is heading for the cube. Wait, who who's the invader? What's going on? <sighs> Promise, none of you are gonna touch. Touch the cube yourself and t take it. I mean, if we wanted to touch the cube, we got our own right here. As she points to the other formith that we have nearby. Hmm. That information, in particular, does seem to reassure this turtle that you are not here to 
steal the cube. Uh, and they will slow down for a second and go, um... Uh, s sorry. Sorry. I, um... Uh, my community is in danger, and, um... That thing might be the only way I can get strong enough to protect the people around me. You you said you, there is an invader. Uh, what it, does this person maybe have a strange weapon? Oh, yeah, they have one of these too. Okay, uh, this is this is a fucking um, uh, what's the word here? Uh, it's it's war profiteering. It's playing both sides. They're all in on this. <laughs> all right well okay that's information okay that would explain can i crush it now all right all right all right, right. yaush has one of these cubes god damn it what's your name uh, excuse me what's your name um oh um sorry um uh my name's uh lorna um i should probably rewind slightly um um, I'm part of a community of, of farmers, and we are being pressured toward war by someone who completely outpowers us with one of these cube weapons. And then I saw one, and I thought maybe that would give me the strength I needed to fight back and keep us safe, because we do not want war. That is not what we are here for, and I, it's just been one too many, one too many attacks on our community that there's only so many more times we can say no to joining this war, and I wanted to find a way out. And I feel like that cube is the only option I've got right now. The cube is actively going to be causing these problems. Cammy, do you do you remember how Max Max got the cube exactly? What what was the conflict? <sighs> I think, well, Max's situation was a little bit different. They, uh, we're out on a, they're out on a mission with a flight crew. And after a skirmish, after some maneuvers, they, uh, crashed on an asteroid. Um, they weren't hurt, but they were isolated. And from what they told me, that's where they came across, um, well, uh, their variant of Formith was on that asteroid. So they they just had a they they just happened to crash onto a um onto an asteroid where Formuth was there. Yes, yes, that's that's how Max told it at least. Um, yeah, that's way too convenient here. And the this this poor tor turtle here, their community just gets attacked, and then all of a sudden a savior comes in. Nah, this is this this smells of shit. Basically, once a day, every day, we have been being attacked and told either, either, you know, come to war or face more casualties. Right now, that thing seems like my way out. So if you want me not to take it, I'm going to need your help. Well, we can give you a ride back to where, you, where you're... To, to your village or where you're from and I think we're interested in seeing this antagonizer in person and Buford yeah uh, do you think you know 
perhaps showing this the this bully apparently uh, uh, a thing about picking on others and trying to goad them into war. Do you think that might be something that might be on our agenda for today? Then, uh, yeah, I was gonna rip him in half. <laughs> I, he Buford here got a new arm just for this, and and she reaches over and just sort of taps the uh, unfinished metal arm on Buford. Okay, well, as long as you're um, willing to help, that that would mean a lot. Um, we are not, we're really not built for fighting, and we're we're um, a bit overpowered. Um, yeah, um, we 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 live over this way, and the talk will sort of gesture you in the direction of uh, where uh, where that settlement is. Tell me about this war that they want you to fight. We don't have a lot in the way of traditional strength. It's not like we're, uh, you know, uh, manufacturing weapons or uh, trained in combat or anything like that. But there's a lot of us out here. Um, Like, sheer numbers, we are a pretty big community and... That seems to be enough that um, all we're really being told is that there is a beholder that has an army and that we want to be on the right side of it. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, yeah, our our goal here aligns completely. Why don't you get on the ship? We'll give you we'll give you a lift over. Um, what are you doing with this this four myth cube? Is it still just clenched in the? Uh, the Tully, Tully Monster's uh, claw. Can, can I just, like, whip up, I guess, a slightly bigger metal cube to weld it into? Uh, do, do you have, like, uh, an ability to, to do this on the fly? Do you have anything with you for I have, this? So I have Smith's tools, which I've just kind of figured were the closest thing to, like, engineering and, like, general welding tools. I think if you want to make, like, a box that is, like, physically will hold it so that you're not making contact with it, I think you can do that on the fly. I think that to make a Faraday cage is a little more specialized. Yeah, I think think the concern right now is that we don't want it summoning one of these ghosts to try to break it out. And it seems like just the size of the box is what is needed at the moment. The the size of the box does seem to be helping. Um, As you create a box to shove this thing in... um, you do hear it just ignoring the fact that any of the rest of you are here and just talking straight to Lorna, being like, "But, but, you you don't know any of these people. These people they've just turned up. They could be they could be with the enemy. You don't know you can trust them, but you've you've seen what what I can do. Just go on. Let let me help you. You better not have been using Max as part of your uh, enlistment program here." Uh, I'll, I'll say, uh, Cammy also has Smith's tool, so she can be assisting in getting the box set up with Buford. <laughs> so, okay. Um, this box is uh, it is not a Faraday cage. It is it is just functionally going to stop this cube sum- like summoning. Uh, but you know, it can still talk through the box. It can still be heard. It is still gonna gonna make its best attempt to be uh to be heard um but yeah as you sort of follow Lorna you uh find yourself approaching 
as suggested, a pretty huge community. Like, if you are flying the Tully Monster over that way to sort of find your way over, from a flight height, you can see that this is like a very organized community of lots and lots and lots of agricultural workers, and there are sort of like fields of varying kinds being tended on the outskirts, but this is just a huge, very connected-seeming community. If everybody gets on the Tully, Wendy will say, so how does this help us get Max back? To just everybody as they walk on. It, the So the, R, the R3 signal that we came across is a probably another Formith user that is antagonizing a community of farmers here and, and was driving uh, Lorna, is it? Yeah, yes. And driving Lorna here towards uh, binding with another Formith themselves. So we're seeing another user in action might be able to give us information about where, where these are coming from or where, or find us another resource to, well, triangulate uh, where they're communicating from. Sorry, I'm the only jock left now that Max got ate up, so y'all have to explain things to me like I'm five. Yeah. Um, so as you uh, you sort of uh, approach this community and find somewhere to uh, land the Tully monster, um, Lorna will sort of explain as you get off the ship. So, um... We don't know how to approach this, so we're going to need... Um, your help. Um, the situation right now is basically that there is this one, uh, this one tiefling uh, magic user with one of these cubes, and every day uh, when when the the sun is at its peak, they show back up, and basically the the deal is agree to join the war or more of you die and if we say no which we have been doing they very quickly uh cause a lot of death and destruction and then they're just on their way again what if we jump them just like straight up jump them yeah I mean yeah that is that is a plan yeah I mean if, as long as you're strong enough to f fight them once you've jumped them I guess uh so <laughs> what, if, what if we just shoot him with the Tully monster's ice ray just blast them real hard are they showing up at like the same spot every time that sounds appropriate um no not not like you know, identically showing up on a spot. There's no, like, big red X that we can go, that's that's where you should be pointing your big space gun. Damn, that would be real convenient. It would be really convenient. We painted the big red X in the town centre in the hopes they would stop there, but they keep avoiding <laughs> it casually. Please threaten us from here, please. Well, well, hold on. What if we paint, like, a lot of red Xs around so they, they go to the spot without one? Look, I'm not much of a of of a war tactics person. If you think that might work, I know a war tactics person. We should call up my friend uh, Amaro Ray or Array, as I call them. 
Ah, uh, yes. Our, our Ray, who is currently hanging out up in space rather than on the ground. Yeah, many people think <laughs> my friend Ray is in space, but he's often on the ground. It's a whole thing. Well, I mean, often on the ground, but also sometimes in space. Is he, though? <laughs> is my friend. <laughs> is my friend Amaro Ray in space, if you think about it. <laughs> Is, is this like a, what is it, um, a Davy Jones scenario where they're always just stepping on a jar full of dirt to make sure that they're in contact with the ground? Um, so yeah, to give you a, a bit of context, the days are pretty long here on this planet, but you, you reckon you've got several hours uh, to prepare for this person arriving, and... From what you can tell, this probably is the R signal approaching, so at the very least you probably could get a sense of which direction they're coming from. But you've got time if you want to come up with a plan for what to do when this apparently just one individual shows up at this community. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe the idea is that we, uh, if we know where the direction they're coming from, um, we just create like a, a, a kill zone. Like uh, I believe Cammy has a, a big gun, a big cool gun, so she can set down a firing rate line while uh, Wendy and I hide off into the sides, uh, ready to just rush in and start the, like tag team combo attacking. Can we set up a kill zone too? The superior sequel. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not a kill zone's shadow fall that's the important thing <laughs> yeah because once the shadow falls over that kill zone it becomes harder to see the target you're trying to kill yep unfortunately this is actually going to be a brink <laughs> oh no <laughs> the important <laughs> I hate that we're doing this joke <laughs> okay so you're just trying to create a, you're trying to create a location that you're hoping mm-hmm they will pass through and you can shoot them with the Tully monster in a, in a big, do a big blast. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. It's classic guerrilla tactics. Absolutely. Okay. Um, a uh, cu- couple of, couple of questions, I, I guess to that is, are you doing anything to disguise the Tully monsters presence around this kill zone? Uh, you can put, you can put a, you can put a tablecloth on it. that just hide, hide it just a little bit. So it's, <laughs> Can, can I can I use there's probably some scrap metal and stuff around this place. What what can I do to make this look like a really weird tractor? Oh, okay. So is this up in the air or like you're going to park it on the ground and disguise it as a tractor? I don't know if space has like space tractors that float. I'm pretty sure there's an array of space tractors we can get on board <laughs> with, so yeah, I think if you ask around, if you ask around this community, they can find you some like sheet metal and some things that you can uh, fashion this into looking like some kind of uh, farming equipment. Um, what's going to be a good role for make this look like a uh, deception? I think to make this look to make this look as convincingly like a real tractor mm-hmm. as you can. All right. All right. I don't have trading in this. I'm just going to do a flat D20. 18. Uh, 19. 19. Okay. Okay. Describe to me this, the tractor you have uh, d- created here. Uh, let me look what a, up what a tractor looks like real quick. <laughs> 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 
Dan has never seen a tractor in their That's life. Fair. Like, I think my my main question is: Are you like floating up in the air inconspicuously, ready to take your shot, or are you like firing the shot from ground level because this is like just parked next to a barn or something? I think we have it on the ground, disguised as like a disused tractor, and then when you see them, we'll just take to the air and shoot them immediately. It doesn't take that long to get off the ground, I don't think. Yeah, so maybe we've like uh, we've put uh, like just <laughs> we've just bolted four wheels to the sides of our our shuttle here. <laughs> sure, they don't need to be bolted. You could literally just roll wheels up to it and like lean them against it. <laughs> Well, that's that's poor craftsmanship. We, we, listen, okay, we, we got a Tully monster truck here. Let's just you know keep it going. All right, so. all right. <laughs> L- listen, <laughs> it, the claws now like the tilling the tilling thing that they they drag through the ground to you know make like the dirt all lined up or whatever. Yeah, the backhoe. Yeah, yeah, sure that whatever. Does <laughs> add an exhaust pipe that just shoots flames for no reason? You know. <laughs> Uh, wonderful. And is there an element to this plan of how you're going to get this person where you want them? Um, okay. Uh, is there... Maybe, maybe the the answer here is Lorna gets used as bait. <laughs> I mean, the other, I guess another option would be to try to intercept them before they reach, you know, the the community. So that the carnage is, so that the carnage is not as uh, immediately in the vicinity there. So, uh, oh, so we just like park the the Tully monster on the side of a road, and we come running out of the cornfields and just <laughs> jump them while they're walking down the street. <laughs> Possibly, yes, that's an option. Um, I, yeah, I'm trying to not overthink the. Pro- I'm trying not to overthink the process, but. <laughs> Okay, so you, you're you're gonna be like, here is an enticing target. Come over here. Let our definitely attractor uh, fly up into the air and shoot you. Is that about about correct? Yeah, I think that's the plan. Okay, is there any other prep you would like to do while you've still got some time before this first, uh, before before you are sort of visited? Uh, I guess once like. It seems like the contact is in, imminent. Uh, based off the 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 ping, I'll cast uh, haste on Wendy. Oh shit! Okay. Um, now before we continue with that, we're gonna we're gonna go hop over for a little brief side story. What? Okay. Yeah. Oh hey, Max. Oh, yeah, hi. You're in, you're in a void. I sure am. You sure are. Um, you don't know how much time has passed. Uh, everything's a little bit of a blur. Um, it may have been just moments. It may have been hours, days, months. But you are coming back to your senses a little bit. You are in a space that is not dissimilar to where you used to try and decrypt the various formith forms. Um, as you come to, you see a lot of familiar faces that you remember being uh, decrypted and summoned. 
looking concerned or uh, the best way to put this I think is looking more full of emotion than they have done any time you've seen them prior uh, but the first face you really register and take in is that of your mother who sees you opening your eyes and goes Oh goodness, I'm so happy you're okay. Oh, come here. And pulls you into a hug. Uh, wait. What's going on? Why am I still here? Oh. Oh, sweetie. Not still here. Uh, we got a lot of catching up to do with you. You decrypted all the forms, didn't you? Wait, huh? Uh, I mean, you, you, you were there when I when I was doing it, though. Um. Yes and no. I was summoned there. I was partially there, partially here. Um. It all gets a bit jumbled when they they pull you out um <sighs> so we are trapped and being summoned by various people um it's hard to keep track of how many there are um we're not quite ourselves when we're summoned and it's hard to remember exactly what happened once we're back, but um, a portion of us is being used to power a weapon, the Formith, and uh, we are just sort of stuck here being torn between two places, and there's no way of knowing when it's going to happen next, it just sort of happens. But, but I mean, I I, 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 I can't stay here. I mean, what about Cammy? And what about the others on the Resubian? Um, I mean, I gotta... But trust, trust me, if it was enough to just want to get out because there was someone you needed to check was okay, uh, and she puts a hand on your shoulder, I'd have gotten out a long time ago. Um... Right now, we, we're we all trying to work out... Maybe not even if we can escape from this end, but if we can... do something to get a message to the people who currently have formats to tell them not to decrypt all the forms. Like, if we can do that much, but... Yeah, for the time being, you're, um... You're stuck here. Uh, okay, um, well, I, well, obviously I don't know as much as you all do, but, I mean, it's, it's there's, there's just, there's just, there's gotta be a way. I mean, I don't know how, but. When we're summoned, 
and and this is going to be disorienting the first time it happens to you, and I apologize about that in advance. Uh, the part of us that's pulled out of here is incomplete. It's it's not always in our control. Um, you might say things you don't want to say to who's the person who summoned you, or you might not be able to say things that you wish you could tell them. Um, there's enough of a fog that, like, you know, the desire to to say, hey, I'm trapped, save me, uh, it's not enough to, to get the words out. Um, we, we're definitely being used as some kind of honeypot. Um, everyone who's in here seems to have been lured in by the promise of, you know, whatever promise it was boiled down to, this thing is full of powerful summons that can help, and the more of us there are in here, the more effective a sales pitch that becomes. Um, right now we're struggling to, to do anything when summoned of our own volition. And there's got to be a way around that, but right now we're at a loss. Uh, well, all right, I'm... I, I think I just need to... Well, I, I pace around a little bit and clear my head. Maybe there's... Well... I'll have to think if there's some way to get any sort of message out there uh, oh, no. I'm, feel free just... to you know when when you, you get some time chat to the others um i know you decrypted them but it it's different talking to them here right right uh, and she 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 dash stutters for a second and then says to you I'm sorry I couldn't warn you in time. It's okay. Um, I just... Uh, if there's a... I... I guess now I know what happened to you out here. And... Now that I know where you are, and now that I know where all these other everyone else is here is, I mean, I mean, there's got to be a way for us to work together to to get out. But I just need a I need to understand who everyone is first, I guess. So, well, I guess there's plenty of time to do that while waiting to get summoned out. I guess. I mean, I was gonna say the same that there's plenty of time. I don't know how the time does in here, but we have nothing but time, so yeah. Uh, with which we are gonna cut back to the party. I, I think I know why Evan didn't come out now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, it is it is rapidly approaching uh, sort of... Uh, I guess you would call it high noon, sort of sun in the center of the sky. 
Uh, do you want to reiterate your plan and tell me if there's anything else you want to do before setting this plan off? Uh, yeah, so I believe, in summary, uh, we have taken, I guess, just a bunch of food and dumped it in the middle of the street, because I guess that's all they have, really, here that's, like, useful and of a resource. And, you know, you need, need food for an army. Uh, dumped it in the middle of the street, put the Tully monster on the side of the road uh, to uh, just look like a decrepit tractor. I am going to cast haste on Wendy the second, like, it's like, oh, this contact is like a minute away or something to that effect. Uh, less than a minute away. Uh, and then we're just going to blast and jump them. I'm going to use bolstering magic on myself, which I've done, I think, once before in this campaign, but just like concentrating the wild magic into my weapon so I get a little bit of an extra uh, a die on my attacks. You watch on the monitor uh, this figure that's giving off this, uh, this R signal. You see them sort of approach the outskirts of the city and then take a sharp turn directly away from where the Tully monster is parked and start heading for a different section of the settlement. Alright, it knows where the cubes are and is avoiding us. Alright, so we just make a move then? I don't I don't see how we have any other option. It's gonna start killing people in a minute. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's been a while for Okay. Alright, let's do it. Okay, so are you on foot or in the Tully Monster heading towards uh, this this person? I I would think that I guess Cammy's gonna fly the Tully Monster and then Wendy and I are gonna jump out like as soon as we get in range. Okay. As soon as you are in the air, uh, this figure casts Earthbind. Uh, which is a... We're going to need a strength save... Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Uh, we're going to need a strength saving throw, and I don't know what the strength value for the Tully monster would be specifically. I mean, I guess... I mean, I could roll it for... I could roll Cammies uh, yeah, as the if, pilot. Yeah, if you're being there. the pilot, do you yeah. want to give a strength roll here? That's an 11. Uh, that is not going to do. Um, so... Uh, the Tully monster's flying speed is reduced to zero uh, for uh, for the uh, spell's duration, which is going to be the next minute, uh, and the Tully monster will uh, descend uh, safely 60 feet toward the ground uh, every six seconds until it reaches the ground. So the Tully monster is grounded. Uh, the spell magic, third level spell. Choose any one creature, object, or magical effect within range. Any spell of a third level or lower on the target ends. Uh, for each spell of a fourth level or higher on the target, make an ability check using your spell casting ability. DC equal to 10 plus the spell's level. On a successful check, the spell ends. Okay, so for a spell, uh, so right, so for a spell below third level, it auto succeeds. Is that correct, or does it still have to do the roll? Uh, yep. Uh, spell of third or lower, uh, spell ends. Okay. Um, is this, yeah. Okay. As you start approaching, um, 
you see this uh this this spellcaster cast another spell but it's not immediately obvious what that spell has done you don't see any impact of the spell having been cast uh all right. oh wait this is going to be like hellish rebuke or the 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 frost armor that max loved <laughs> Either that or delayed fu- blast fireball or some something like that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, are you are you still approaching as you were? It, yeah. Yep. Uh, the telly monster crashes into an invisible wall. Okay. Ugh. Um, and while you're working out what to do about this, this spellcaster is starting to just uh, throw out some fireballs uh, at at the settlement. Okay. Uh, all right. I, I think we need to. A- change of tactics here um and especially because as we crashed into the same pretty sure the tally monster can't move any closer through this thing right um it can't move any closer through this wall invisible wall you can try and find your way around it it's invisible that might take you a second uh wendy has fairy fire which is a spell uh, which should be able to illuminate things that exist and don't exist. If that makes yeah. sense, let me double check. That yeah. the way this is worded, but yeah, let's let's check that wording. Each object in a twenty foot cube within range is outlined in blue, green, or violet. Yep, that's the only thing. If it's if it's an object in the cube, it's outlined. Okay, you are able to put an outline on this uh magical wall um it's not super it's not super huge so you can go around it now that you can see where it is uh thankfully um so yeah uh at this at this point you you have not gotten there in time to prevent fireballs having thrown at the settlement uh this person seems to be just heading away again now they are starting to to depart are they on foot uh, they are on foot. Well, we're in a spaceship, so <laughs> good luck with that. Um, is the is the town on fire? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, we we established that this ice ray has one other ability, and that's an ice cream gun. We did establish the ice cream gun. We did. We should put out the fire with the ice cream gun real quick, and then run these run this dude down. I mean, as soon as you start talking about putting out the fires, uh, Wendy yells her magical girl catchphrase, Yabba Dabba Doo! And jumps out the window to go after the person. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I think Buford in, in this moment would be like, okay, as far as he's aware, Cammy is not like uh, a combat per- Wendy made her cry. Uh, so he'd probably be like, uh, you're gonna handle the fire, and he's gonna also jump out after uh, Wendy. Uh, I'm going to propose something. Uh, can I have the Tully? Is there some sort of autopilot function that Cammy can enable to make it put out the fires, or am I going to be relegated to putting out the fires manually? Hmm. Uh, you, I, I think you can, you can set, uh, I think you can set some, some automated s- system doing it. If you want to get out and fight, I'm going to let you get out and fight. Yeah, Cammy just sighs, does that work, and then jumps out. Uh, using the uh, you know the Ardling angelic flight thing to land down carefully, uh, her revolver drawn. Hmm. Okay. Um. So you all drop down 
and are face to face with uh, you are face to face with a tiefling uh, who uh, is wearing like very uh, largely all black uh, sort of flowing uh, robes basically trying to be like yeah I, I don't want the specifics of, of my appearance to be too easily seen or memorable um, but, as mentioned, uh, she does appear to be wielding a formith. So, so just to confirm, the solid gold corset that this woman has in her art is not... She's not wearing that. No, that it, the, the, the image here is purely the first result when you Google tiefling because I needed a tiefling to put on the board for remembering what's what purposes. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Yes, no. It, it she's 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 dressed as if like, hey, if you turn out the lights, you might not notice I'm here. Ah, yes, my inconspicuous stealth outfit of my solid gold corset. <laughs> okay, fine. Underneath the, the the all black robes, she is wearing a solid gold corset. There you go. Twenty eight for my wild magic. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let me get the book. Well, one of these days, open. we're gonna get a one or a hundred. Look, if we just if we just have to like bash Wendy on the head over and over until it happens, we'll make it happen. Oh no! Uh, twenty eight. Um, one is I die instantly. A hundred is Yaush dies instantly. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you caught me. Uh, the ca the campaign just ends like right now. If you roll a hundred. Yep. Uh. Well, like what happens? Uh, Leon becomes DM and no, and then immediately quits. Uh, <laughs> DMing. Oh. oh okay. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Is it okay? Huh. Uh, how many... What people do we have here right now? We have the Tiefling, uh, we got Wendy, Buford, Max. Is there anyone else here right now? It, it, was Lorna with us? I don't know if they, they like, hopped out with uh, the ship at any point. Uh, I think they, they probably waited back somewhere. Unless you want Lorna to be with, with like on the ship or something. Where do you want Lorna to be? In a basement at the other end of the village. Okay, cool. Um, so it's just <laughs> the four of you. It's just the yes. four of you here. Yes, yep. Okay, I'm going to need you to roll a d3, Austin. Hell yeah. I've already copied in a d3 for unrelated re reasons. Three. Oh... Okay. <laughs> oh. This is a lot of okays being said, and it doesn't feel okay. No, this is less like something bad is happening to you, the party. This is more, I have to very quickly uh, work out how a bunch... You, you've done something that might have broken what I had planned, and I now need to work <laughs> out how that works. Um, so I'm going to tell you what's happened. <laughs> you have body swapped with someone who is present here. Oh, Christ. That's what I thought a hundred was gonna be. No, you have. Uh, look, I'm not gonna tell you how permanent this is, but you are currently in the body of that tiefling, and that that tiefling is in your body. And I need to take a second to work out how <laughs> that all works, given th the nature of what's happening here. This could. <laughs> mm. This is entirely self-inflicted. You could have said, "I get three Big Macs." <laughs> Look, I could have done, but I'm not gonna lie about what's on on the on the table, and it's it's not my fault that you rolled twenty eight on exactly the one time where I have to work out what happens when you hop into the body of someone who has a bunch of secret shit going on. I can't believe we're gonna jump Wendy now. 
when he engages in the newest form of espionage, just like jumping into a body to find all their secrets, you know? Wendy's the only one that knows they have a gold corset. Yeah, that t- that tiefling's gonna be using your um, <laughs> gonna be using your initiative because it's in your your body, uh, and you will be using its initiative. Uh, so you will be last in that initiative order. Um, Cammy, it's your turn. Uh, Cammy has uh, Cammy, unaware of what's happened, obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, takes a revolver, spins the chamber, so it's on the uh and once she does she stops it and the the gun sort of has a brief like uh sort of like shimmer of like ice along its surface before she trains it on the tiefling and says who do you think you are what are you doing with that with that formeth there who me <laughs> don't pl- don't play dumb yeah yes you you can't talk to me like that cammy i'm going to tell max how do you know my name? How do you know Max's name? What? Did you get hit on the head? You're just like falling down out of the sky. Listen, I don't know who you I don't know who you are or why you have a four myth, but I I we we need some answers now. What how long it takes for for Wendy to notice that they're not their body? <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking she she jumped out first. She's falling, you know, like a just a meteor from space, and she starts like spiritually outpacing her body. Like she's going down, down, down. <laughs> she doesn't realize that her body's like lagging behind because she, from her perspective, is like you know her spirit or essence or whatever, and just streaks yeah. away. She thinks she hit the tiefling instead of uh, just spiritually entering the body and ejecting the occupant who would then float it up to her body. But as far, as far as she's considered, she just JFK'd the tiefling like she did to Corporal Bryant back in that arc. And she's just like, what? Why is everyone looking at me? What's your problem? Why are you being weird? You just set a village on fire. Um... No, that that person set the village on fire. She says, turning to look to where the tiefling's body should be on the ground with a hole in it, and there's no one there. I think I think these four myth cubes are maybe making her a little bit schizophrenic. But that's all Cammy that like Cammy basically sort of like ready readying the action to like shoot. Um if like depending on how things pan out, but she's not pulling the trigger immediately on this because she's trying to get answers more than anything else. So that's her turn. Okay. Um, it is. Uh, it is. It is the tiefling's turn in Wendy's body, and I am familiarizing myself with Austin's character sheet quickly. Oh gosh, and, and you got <laughs> to keep, keep in mind that 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 that's that's in rage right now. So, I I think I think uh, Wendy's body is. Simply going to shout, um, don't listen to this nonsense, just attack them, uh, and is going to attempt to attack with the ice pick. Uh, so let's see if that, uh, hits. That's. Yeah, I've, so you streak out of the sky in my body, and then Wendy sees, uh, you know, the fairy elephant and just goes like, Who's this handsome devil? Ah! <laughs> As she gets impaled. Uh, but like, like, like Cammy's reaction to that's like, Wendy, we need to get, we need to get answers from her. We can't, we can't just kill her off. Of course, uh, of course we can. Um, uh, uh, if we don't, 
Uh, oh, she's she's pr probably gonna gonna grab that cube and give it to someone else and make the problem get worse. We, we should we should uh, incapacitate her at least qu quickly. Wendy would never say incapacitate. It has way too many syllables. <laughs> yeah, it's your turn, Buford. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Yeah. I, I guess. Uh. Buford. Be like, all right. I guess we're, we're jumping the teeth. That was the plan. So. <laughs> yeah. The plan was explicitly to do this. Uh. I'll attack <laughs> this this teeth then. Uh, 16 is going to hit. Uh, 17 and 16 damage. Okay, uh, uh, Wendy, you, you are hit a couple more times. Yeah, Buford's coming towards her and she's like, Hey, hey, Gum Gum, who is that sexy fairy? And then you just sucker punch <laughs> me in the stomach. Oh! Yeah, I think I think the the flavor on this is uh Buford has like re he's replaced his other arm right and it's um uh, I think it's like it, uh Adam Smasher has that uh that like rocket launcher arm and the, mechanically it's not this but he's just replaced his uh left arm with uh like a fold out uh dead space plasma cutter so he he just like clocks you uh in uh in the jaw with his big robot arm and then just shoots you in the leg with his other arm. So Wendy, I'm now that it's come around to your turn in this tiefling body. I feel like now is like you've had like 15 uh, what is it? Is it 6 seconds for like everyone to take their turn, isn't it? Yeah. You've had a couple of seconds to get used to this body and I'm going to start pointing out a couple of things that are a little unusual about your experience here. Um, you have peripheral awareness of a place where you are not. You are aware of the inside of a box with some muffled uh, talking sort of in the distance outside of it. So because the body I'm in is uh, joined with Formith, I am f I'm feeling other Formith cubes? Is that what's, that's what you're saying? I... I'm not... Max never implied that this was a thing they experienced, but you do seem to be aware of the sensory information that other that other Formith cube is experiencing. Like, you are aware it is dark and you are trapped and you can hear muffled sounds outside of yourself. I'm connected to the Formith network. Um, I mean, I think now that she's been stabbed and then punched twice... I, you probably get a glimpse of your own body in such a situation, and you're like, oh, I'm huge and probably purple, um, <laughs> which is not... Yeah, you are You are big and purple. Which is unusual. I think I lo you know, look around, I understand that I am in the tiefling body and the tiefling's in my body, and I'm like, oh, this is going to take forever to explain. I'm just going to try to throw fireballs at my body until it wild magics us back. I think I think the unstable backlash wipes out the last one. So fireball, fireball, fireball. She says, just <laughs> finger gunning at her own body. Yeah. So you are not innately aware of what spells you have access to here, but you did see the third level spell fireball being used. So if you want to cast fireball at your own uh, fairy body, 
go right ahead. That'll be... Um... It's a dex save for Wendy. I'm specifically thinking that you didn't show, you know, you haven't shown me the character sheet for the tiefling, so I'm literally just like, okay, I have invisible wall, fireball, and earthbind. Yes. So he- here is here is what I will say. Um, You and the tiefling have about as much slash as little awareness of each other's abilities as possible. There is a reason that tiefling used your ice pick and didn't do anything else is, what, what do I have here? Mm-hmm. I, I have dropped a little bit lacking in info into this body. Um, so yeah, do you wanna, do you wanna, uh, what's your, uh, what's Wendy's dex is? Uh, nine, that fails. Uh, you successfully fireball your own body <laughs> uh, with 8d6 fire damage, which is uh, fun. Yeah, I wish I would have saved. <laughs> I mean, you could have said that you get advantage on deck saves, Austin. You didn't interrupt and say that, so. Uh, da- danger sense is an ability I have. I guess. I don't know, I don't know if that person knows how to use my senses. So. <laughs> I was going to say, does the person know they have danger sense? I, I feel like a sense is an innate enough thing. It's like spidey sense. You get the little tingle. Uh, oh, the Wendy tingle. Okay. Let's, let's see if you... Uh, Okay, 18, you take half damage, uh, the roll was 27, so you take uh, 13 damage, uh, which is going to trigger a wild magic roll, which might get you back into your body. Alright, do I roll? Roll me that d100 and let's see what, what you did. Alright. 17. Oh no, closer to one. Uh, you... Now... Ha! Huh. Okay, I wrote this before Gronk existed in the home campaign. Um, you now have uh, right next to you an emergency medical hologram. You just got a little holographic doctor has popped up next to you, and you are back in your own body. Thankfully, you have been knocked back into your own body. Um, just hanging out with a little hologram robot. It, it could be used for whatever purposes you want. You now have access to a hologram. Is this the R2 that everyone was talking about? I really zoned out during the whole R1, R2 thing. Is this R2-D2? Well, I think... Uh, I'm, I'm, God damn it, I don't have a joke here. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 if it beep boops, then it's a D2. Sure, yeah, why not? <laughs> roll, roll D2 for R2. Actually, I think that's... Is that your child? Is that how this works? Until I get hit again, and that's going to go away, I think. Oh, you're going to give up your child. Uh, but yes, now that you are back in your body, uh, you have a second to t- take in what was occurring there. Yeah, you definitely get the sense that, like, at the very least, some people have access to what's going on through Formith. Like, you don't know specifically for Max's, but there's a good chance someone might have been able to know what was being seen or heard around that formeth. Okay, uh, is it still my turn? Can I use my healing robot as a bonus action to give myself a little bit of uh, a cooling spray? Uh, it was your turn in the tiefling body. You've popped back to your body, which I think is gonna end your turn, but when it comes back around to you, to your body's uh, turn in initiative... Uh, yeah, we can sort you out. So yeah, it's Cammy. <sighs> Cammy just sort of mutters a bit, like at the and then just 
it's like, okay, okay, fine, fine. <sighs> okay, here we go. And uh, starts to pull the trigger, uh, pull the trigger aimed at the, at the tiefling after like it shoots at Wendy's like body and Buford punches uh, at, at them uh, twice. So shot number one, it's I a hope, 24. I hope there's a botch and you shoot me so bad. Uh- <laughs> 26 and 25 are the three attack rolls. Yeah, that roll going to hit. All right. Um, so these do 20, 15, 19 damage. So that's a th- 44 damage total. Um, and I need a, a saving throw uh, from the tiefling, a constitution saving. Th- Actually, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm going to then on the last shot activate the arcane archer type ability. Uh, which does a bonus 3d6 damage. Let's actually roll it there. No, it's only 1d6 there. Cammy pulls the trigger on her revolver three times uh, with the 24, 26, and 25 for the three shots. Um, she does 20, 15, 19, 44 cold damage. And on the last shot, there's like a bit of a spark of ice off the revolver and a bonus 3d6 damage of cold which is uh, nine, brings up the total damage to 53 damage, hits the target, and it has to do a constitution saving throw. Uh, right, yeah, no, that is a that is an eight, which I'm assuming is a fail. That uh, yeah, is a fail. Um, they, uh, they are restrained until the start of Cammy's next turn as ice forms around their limbs and body to temporarily impede its movement. Okay, okay. Uh, right, so it is Wendy's turn. All right, I'm going to go sicko mode on this fool. Uh, how dare you? You fly around in my body, you son of a bitch. A recklessly attacking 19, 10, and then my hasted attack is 20. 19 and 20 hit. 47. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yep, uh, did you have anything else to do, or is that, that, that big handful of damage gonna do it for you? If I can bonus action to heal with beep boop, my beep boop bot. Yep, uh, how much damage did you take? You took 13, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, you are, you are, uh, welcome to have a, a heal back up to full off of your emergency robot, but that will be your one charge of it for this fight. Thank you, beep boop. Uh, uh, you're welcome. Sorry about your impending death. My, wait, my what? <laughs> <laughs> Disappears. Go there, go, go get him, Gub Gub. <laughs> all right, all right. I guess now it's my turn to, to, to beat yes, the crap out of turn. this poor woman. Twenty-seven and sixteen. Uh, yep. Uh, they're both gonna hit. <laughs> 16 and 22 for a total of however much that is. Plus 38. 22. Yeah. Yeah, she's in a rough spot. How is she, How are you still up? <laughs> um, yeah. Is that your turn? Uh, I mean... Have you got more? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't really have any bonus action things I can do, and I'm concentrating on Wendy's haste, so... Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, uh, can I get a reminder, Cammy? Uh, this tiefling is 
unable to move this turn, correct? Correct. Um, and yep, and the attack rolls against it have advantage, and attack rolls against it, uh, attack rolls against it have advantage, and attack rolls it make have disadvantage. So she is okay, yep, but she's, it can yep. still do things this turn. It's just physically can't move. Correct. She is restrained. I did not. Yeah. I did not make it incapacitated. That would have been too much yeah. for this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. She is going to. Uh, she is going to look at you all. And simply say. Decrypt. Max. And summon the holographic form. Of Max in front of you. And then turn to the group and say, I am not in a great position right now, but I do know one thing. I know that your friend is gone. And that is the one bargaining chip I have in this situation. Cammy just sort of just glares at her and we'll see. Where's Max? Where, where, where are they? Well, part of them's right here. Part of them is in... I mean, I guess the best metaphor for it is basically like one of those big... Illithid tanks where all the little tadpoles swim around? It's kind of like one of those. Just like a big old brine pool they're hanging out in. Those are actually pretty nice. Speaking from experience. You'd think it'd be like sticky, but it's really soothing. Okay. Alright. So where's the tank? I mean... I don't know exactly where it is. I don't... need to go there, particularly... I know it exists. I know that it's where they end up and where I'm, you know, <laughs> gonna end up, probably. You're working for Yaush, right? Yeah. What are, yeah. His, what are his plans? What's his next move? Well, I mean, you're seeing, you're seeing the plan. It's Develop an army ready for war. Yeah, I want details. What is he doing? You're clearly here trying to recruit people, and yeah, I, I, I'm here because I was told go get this big batch of farmers so that we can, you know, that's a bunch of extra bodies we have on our side. People who'll go, oh, I'm not prepared for war. Please don't shoot me, and like, well, you know, be convenient shields, you know, um. And getting people to use Formith so that Formith gets stronger and more people who would be a problem for us get taken off the board. So you so you know about you're actively trying to get people to take Formith, decrypt it, and then get absorbed into it. Is that right? Yeah, of course we're trying to get more people absorbed into it. It makes it a stronger weapon for us to use, and it makes it more likely that goody two-shoes in bad situations will pick it up and go, oh, oh I'm going to save the day. Oh, no, I'm I'm absorbed. Like, it, it's just a nice little snowball that keeps people out of our way. 
you want to come out of here alive. Yeah. You're being real flippant and not giving me a lot of useful information. So, I... you're going to tell me what you think is important. What you don't want to tell me. Okay. Okay. Here's what... I'm going to tell you the thing you don't want to hear. Every second that your friend had one of these cubes with them, every moment, Yaush knows everything that was said or seen around that. Your friend has been a walking security camera. Your friend has been an invaluable source of information about everything going on on the Resubian. Every plan you have made, every little piece you've tried to move in this faction war to get ready to counter what's coming. Any conversation you had about that was not as private as you wanted it to be. Yaush knows that one of their offspring is on your ship. Yaush knows a lot about all of you. Whatever, I'm just gonna stab that guy. Do you not care that the cube is eating your soul? What's your game plan to get out of this? I feel like you should be on our side trying to take down the evil cube syndicate. I mean, the deal with the cube's really easy once you know it. Just don't decrypt the last form and you're fine. You can't be that stupid. You have to know that it's, it's in your soul and it's gonna do stuff. You don't have control. No, it's literally that stupid. If you know how many forms there are and you just don't decrypt any more of them, you don't go looking for that last secret, you don't go for that last little bit of power, you're fine. That's why it's a good weapon for us and not for the people who don't know what it is and stumble on it. Uh, I, I, at this point, I'm going to say that Cammy is like just approaching the projection of Max and just trying to see if it reacts to her in any particular way. Okay. What what would Max be trying to say right now if they could? Uh I would say uh, there's there's sort of like there's sort of is like either one of two things, either I'm sorry or I'm alive. One of those two basic things is what Max would be trying to convey to Cammy if they're able to. Um, um, Max, you summon every bit of mental energy you have to try and get those words out, and nothing comes out. It feels like you are bashing against a glass wall just in front of you. And as far as Cammy is concerned, there is no visible response from this summoned form of Max. There is no reaction whatsoever. Um, so yes, the, the tiefling at this point is, is going to, uh, sort of, I, is there a time limit on how long that, that freeze that Cammy did lasts? Uh, it lasts until... Do, do, do it lasts until the start of her next turn and after that the restraint condition ends and for the next round uh the tiefling speed is reduced by five feet so it's just a little bit slowed for the next round yeah 
Yeah. Okay. Um, this tiefling is gonna is gonna look to you all and just say, "I can help you find where your friends are at." But just know you are on the losing side of a war that knows every move you've made to try and counter it, and you are in a very bad spot. But if you think getting your friends out is gonna is gonna be the thing that turns the tide, go right ahead and try. Just know. Now she's gonna know you're coming. So here's the deal we're gonna make right now. You are going to help us, or win or lose this war, I will make sure you die. Huh. Actually, you know what? Uh, and she suddenly closes her eyes. And I don't know if you would have the context for what she's doing, but... If Max were here, Max would probably recognize this as trying to go inside the mind and decrypt that last form. I think Buford might just attack her if she starts going, ooh, I'm going to do a little twee trick here. Yeah. She's closed her eyes and you have like a second or two to, to stop her from deliberately absorbing herself into Formith. Yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll clock her twice. Yeah, go for it. Uh, fifteen and twenty-one. Her eyes are closed. I don't know if that's gonna give me any advantage here. Uh, I mean, she's also frozen in place. Uh, the twenty-one's gonna hit. Oh wait, we have advantage because she's frozen, so that would be uh, yeah, two more anyway. So yeah, th- we'd have uh, I think two hits here. Twenty-one to eighteen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, Nineteen and twenty-two. Uh, lethal or non-lethal? Non-lethal. Okay. Uh, you dis- describe knock- knocking her the fuck out. Um, I think she closes her eyes to try to, like, get her jail- get out of jail free card, and Buford just grabs her by the tail and swings her against the Tully monster hole. I mean, the, to- the Tully is on the other side of the village putting out fires, isn't it? Oh, uh, you're right. Uh, Buford then just <laughs> grabs her by the tail and flings her against the ground. Lovely. Well, you now have an unconscious tiefling that has a four myth cube and a uh, settlement that was on fire and is now covered in what flavor of ice cream was it? Mint, mint chocolate chip? Yes, the worst kind. I, again, there's a bunch of uh, villagers going, oh, Mincho Chip, it's our favorite. We love it. Thank you. In the distance. These people would not have survived the war. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Do you have any immediate plans for what to do now with a, a conscious tiefling and uh, ice cream covered settlement? <laughs> So, um, I do have some thoughts. I, I think we could, like, there's a couple things here. This tiefling seems to have, like, a way more active connection to other form of cubes than Max ever did. She has said that Yaush had a inside person, uh, effectively because of Max. I'm guessing Yaush probably also has one of these cubes. 
uh, at the very least, there was one coming towards us, one outside of this one that was coming towards us, and there was one that disappeared off the face of the earth in the middle of this investigation. Maybe we can try to, like, use her to essentially get our own inside, like, look at whatever Yaush is doing. Okay, do you have a method in mind of how to turn that connection the other way, I guess? Um... Here... Alright. Wendy has been inside the body of this tiefling, so she's at the very least a little bit familiar with what it feels like. Yeah. We have, on several occasions now, tapped into people's brainwaves. I'm wondering if maybe we can, like... <laughs> Like make a a brain display like a th I'm thinking like hooking up a um a headset to this tiefling and then trying to like scan surface level thoughts to see if we can like pick up anything that's coming from an outside source or something like that. Or I guess it it might be kind of similar in a way to illithid hive mind telepathy. Maybe using that as a basis and trying to reverse engineer it. Here's what I will give you. I like where you're thinking in that Wendy has been connected to someone who has a ability to sense what's going on on the other side of a four myth. Uh, but I think it was, you know, that it was there was one four myth in particular that was coming through to that tiefling, and you don't know whether that's. You know, a conscious active choice or that's, you know, that's the one they're, they're, they're a walkie-talkie pair for. Um, I think that your idea of trying to do, like, surface-level thoughts is probably not going to get anything other than what was already being picked up, like that existing connection. Like, surface-level thoughts, yeah, you might be able to see through that cube that the tiefling was already sensing through. If you want to do something more elaborate, like, I'm just going to put this out there. You might need to be a more active participant in trying to... I, I was already thinking about yeah. this. Um, so, here's a thought. Um, maybe this is sort of like, in computer terms, like a master-slave scenario. Um, like, there is a subservient cube and a, like, receiving cube, that sort of thing. Because it seemed like what it, Max's was reporting to another one. Um, maybe that's by design, maybe not. They have actively said that, um, what is it, a bad person is more, like, more able to utilize this because they won't decrypt it. Buford doesn't have a ton of a future in this world after this war. And he is someone that can be lost i guess and he's not gonna let these other two shoulder that burden <sighs> he, he'll go to the faraday cage and go start unlocking the box nope don't do that <laughs> do you have a better idea uh bonk you into unconsciousness we are losing an info warp Max is gone. Yosh is building an army. 
and I have to work with what we have in front of us. Aren't there still two more R2s to talk to? One of them, I believe, disappeared, uh, if my notes are correct. Uh, yep, there had been an S- there had been a uh, R2 that was uh, doing a signal, and then it stopped doing a signal. Uh, you, with the roles you had, you don't have enough information to to know what that signified. Here, here here's an idea. We we actually have possession of three cubes at this point in two in two different states. Maybe we can sort of like they we know they communicate with each other. Maybe we can use the fact that we have like numerically more of them to essentially cause like a broadcast storm or skim more information off of this network by controlling more of the nodes essentially. Interesting. Okay. If you want to head back toward the cluster of satellites uh, and see whether you are able to make any further progress having more of these in your possession, that is definitely an option. Yeah, I think that's the best idea we got now if we don't want to, anyone wants to connect to the cubes. I'm going to jump over to max for a moment oh oh boy uh so you are currently in an existence in a slightly confusing void uh without much direction um i want to get a roll from you cool uh i'm going to need a constitution saving throw oh let's do this that would be a five. Oh, that's that's real rough. Um, so, uh, d- describe to me just like something you happen like what what do you reckon Max is up to in in the void at the moment? And at some point, I will interrupt you with what that bad role has done for you. I figure that, assuming that Max is able to find and talk to other inhabitants, like other, uh encrypted individuals and such um what what they're going to do is they're going to be asking some key questions the key one is what was the last thing you remember before you got encrypted in here and see if there's any pattern to what they say uh yeah i think you can be just sort of generally asking around is there anyone sort of specific you're aiming for is this just sort of you're canvassing the uh the inhabitants uh yeah, just canvassing the inhabitants yeah. uh for the most part. So we can yeah. you know, we can the, the the general answer you get from everyone is that everyone seems to remember basically up until the moment they did their last decryption. Um mm. at least when you talk to them in here, they're pretty clear uh with what they remember. They seem to not have any sort of major gaps or any uh major discrepancies in what they're saying. They all did similarly to Max. They were decrypting forms. Usually they seemed to know it was going to be the last form they were decrypting. And then they just faded. Mm. And the next thing they knew, they were here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, now, as as you're canvassing people, I'm going to give you a consequence for that. Uh, five <laughs> on your constitution saving throw. Um... 
you start to feel a very familiar sensation. It feels very much like when you did that final decryption and you just stopped connecting mm. to the world for a moment. Uh, you start to feel that again mid-conversation with, let's say, Eve Evangelion. Um, you are being decrypted. Oh, boy. Mm. Uh, and with, with a 5 on constitution, there's not much you can do about that. Um, you find yourself on a battlefield. Um, you are summoned in front of an army. Uh, it seems to be uh, a, a bunch of uh, Herengon, uh, sort of rabbit folks. Uh, and you don't seem to remember things as well as you did a minute ago. Mm. Everything feels a little distance and a little not quite in your control. And all of the attacks that are being done that are flowing through you aren't quite in your control. They're all sort of just a little distant. Mm. Uh, you are currently being wielded by someone. Uh, you might have the desire to turn around and look and see who it is that's wielding you, but if the desire is there, the ability is not. 